From Pennsylvania Avenue to Main Street, Scott Inez tackles the hot topics like only he can. It's time for Inez Says. And I welcome you to the Inez Says podcast. Scott Inez with you today. You can check me out on the pod, the Inez Says pod, all over the place, Spotify, the WDBO app, WDBO.com as well. And also, you can find me on the radio each and every weekday morning with Orlando's Morning News, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. Check me out there in the WDBO app if you are outside of Central Florida. Well, thank you to all of you who gave me mostly, mostly positive feedback on the interview I did last week with the 45th president of the United States of America, Donald J. Trump. I had interviewed a number of famous politicians in the past, President George W. Bush, John McCain, a presidential candidate at that time, John Kerry, another presidential candidate at that time, some others, Mike Pence as well, the vice president. But I must tell you, none were as interesting as my chat with Donald Trump. I was told by his peeps that I had about 10 minutes with him. As you may have noticed, I kind of stretched that time limit just a little bit, but I really enjoyed the chat. And when I think about what the president told me during that interview, there were three things, three big things, if you will, that jumped out at me about what he said. Let's go to number three first. It's when I asked him about the potential of running for president again. And the question was, and I'm paraphrasing here, you know, why would you do it knowing what happened the first go around with all the turmoil and the swamp and, and the whole thing, Russia, Russia, Russia. Well, after watching many Trump interviews in the past, I got to give him a lot of credit because, look, there were no conditions to this interview with Donald Trump, with his people. No conditions. I, I wasn't told what to ask him, what not to ask him. I could have asked him anything. So I respect that. But to know the former president is to know that while he'll answer any question, typically, you know, he'll kind of tap dance and get off on tangents. But this question, I thought he was very introspective in giving the response to. Listen. Now, that's probably your toughest question so far, I must tell you. <laughs> a lot of people ask me that. They said, you know, you had a tremendous success, largest tax cuts in history, largest regulation cuts in history. We rebuilt the military. We started Space Force. Uh, first time that's happened in 75 years. Uh, we were energy independent. All of these things and so many more. Uh, you know, just something like right to try where terminally ill patients. This has been going on for 50 years. They've been trying to get it. Uh, terminally ill patients can get medicine that's under examination and frankly, you know, won't be approved for another 10 years or five years. And we did so much. I mean, it's just so much. I love the country and it's irrelevant the way they treated me. And we treated them, to be honest with you. It wasn't so easy for them. They've gone crazy. It is a Trump derangement syndrome. They go crazy because we're accomplishing. We accomplished so much, just so much. And they're destroying our country. And so it's a bigger issue than me. It's really, uh, I was telling some people last night, this is a bigger issue than me. They are destroying our country. And it's being systematically destroyed at the border. You have millions of people coming in from other countries, and it is not their finest people. It's their people that are in jails. It's their people. It's it's an absolute disgrace what's happening. And our country cannot withstand this. And so somebody has to do it. And 
if, whether it's pleasant or not pleasant, we have to do it or we're not going to have a country left. So I thought that answer was very interesting. Secondly, the point of the interview where I asked him a question from a listener, let's go ahead and play that listener question now and I'll react coming up here. Sir, over the last few days, we've had a number of great WDBO listeners chime in with questions and and here's one that I wrote down. Mr. President, I loved your policies. This country misses you, she says. But when you go back to the White House, will you please cut down on the social media? I don't mind it, but it turns a lot of people off. How how do you respond to that uh, that statement there, Mr. President? Well, I understand it, and I've had it before. And there are some people that love it, you understand. Maybe they don't love it that much, but they seem to watch it because we had, you know, hundreds of millions of followers. And uh, it was a way of getting the word out. We have fake press, fake news. And they wouldn't give the truth out. And I was able to put out the truth. And sometimes I would agree with you. It wouldn't be pleasant. And sometimes it was very necessary. I would literally negotiate with foreign countries through social media because they'd understand where I stood. If you remember North Korea, it was very successful. But I do understand uh, what she's saying. And uh, she sounds like a great person, and I'm going to try and abide by her wishes. I got to tell you, I had never heard Donald Trump say that before. Now, you can argue with the premise of the question, and I know that many Trump supporters would argue they absolutely love the man's mean tweets. He is a backyard brawler, as we all know. He is a street fighter, and, and that's one of the reasons why supporters absolutely love this guy. But near the end of that answer, he said something that was fascinating to me. I do understand, and I'm going to try to abide by her wishes. Now, I may be wrong. I've never heard Donald Trump say that before, that he was going to try to work on curtailing mean tweets in the future. He may have said it. I I don't know of any other time that he has. Of course, there are a lot of folks out there who believe that the tone he set on social media, on Twitter, led to his downfall. He would argue that the election was stolen from him. His supporters would as well. But that's the second thing that really jumped out at me. And number one, number one, He's running again. Look, make no mistake about it. He's running again. I don't have any question about it. Now, going into the interview, going in, I was probably like uh, 95% sure. Coming out of that chat, I am 100% convinced he is running. He's going to do it again. He is a showman. It's probably been suggested to him by the GOP when to make such an announcement. But make no mistake about it. This guy is running again in 2024. I am convinced of it. Those are my three takeaways from my interview with President Trump on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580 last week. That will wrap it up for the Inez Says podcast. Again, you can find the pod most anywhere you get your podcast, including Spotify, the WDBO app, WDBO.com. And check me out on the radio each and every morning with Orlando's Morning News, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580 in O-Town outside of Central Florida. Just stream us there in the WDBO app. I'll see you next time. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. 
Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware.